Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Grit and Barrett podcast. A podcast devoted to the 11-time Carter Cup champion, the Hershey Bears. We talk Hershey Bears, the American Hockey League, and all the hockey news that matters to me. This is high energy, unfiltered, and at times unfocused hockey talk from a hack. And now, on with the show. Hello and welcome to this Special edition of the Grit and Barrett podcast. It is either Tuesday or Wednesday of this Thanksgiving week. I don't know when I'm dropping this yet, but hey, I'm recording this on a Sunday back from vacation. I hope everyone's doing really good during this most not wonderful time of the year, but busiest time of year. So as you can tell by the title, this is a special episode, a bit of a spinoff series I do during the season called... Tales from the Road, which is where I tell you about my experiences as I venture out into the hockey world. And, well, this one's going to have a little bit of a different flair than what I usually talk about. Because usually when I do these exploits, it's usually me and a couple of guys. We get in a car and we go, go, go. We go to to cities for hockey. And, um, you know, it's typical... Sports guy trips for all you hockey fans and all you you uh, hockey birds and hockey travelers. You know what these trips are. You're excited with the boys or the gals. I don't discriminate. And you pack up the car. You're all bundled up, and you got the GPS. Or if you're old school, you got the maps. Nothing wrong with that. You get in the car and away you go. And it is you know I've liked these guys trips. You know you're in the car. You eat wherever you want. You talk smack. You talk. Talk, talk shit. You get out. You enjoy the arenas. You explore and you adventure. And as the narrator from Fight Club once said, "It's tiny life. Single serve bottles. Single serve shampoo. Single serve booze. It's a tiny life when you live on the road. But it's fun. It is. That's why I encourage people to do it. But this one was very different. This was yes. It was a honeymoon between me." And my beloved and my wife. This is something we had been planning for over a year that we'd wanted to do. And something I've been looking forward to ever since we'd gotten married. As we flew out to the great Sin City, Las Vegas, Nevada. Cue the music. Cue it. Play it. It's the law. You gotta. That's right. That's right. Elvis in the background taking us out. To, to Las Vegas, Nevada. Beautiful, beautiful stuff out there. Now, I will admit to everyone on here, I am a Vegas rookie. I have never been out to Vegas. I've heard it all the... Excuse me. I've heard it all the time from other sports podcasters and sports journalists out there who go out to Vegas, who... Back in the early 2000s, it seemed like the only time you were a sports journalist to go out to Vegas was for boxing. Was for boxing matches. The days of Lennox Lewis and Mike Tyson and boxing's 
last great era of the 2000s, Manny Pacquiao, Oscar De La Hoya, you only went out to Vegas for boxing and gambling. But we'll get to that in a little bit. But nowadays, Vegas has changed. And I know old-timers are like, ah, it's too corporate. Nah, it's this. Nah. True. But like a lot of things in life, things evolve. Things change. It may not always be for the better, but things change. And sometimes, you just got to go with it. Cities change with the times. And Vegas, sort of in the past, I don't want to say decade, has gone through a metamorphosis. That, first off, it got its first professional sports team in the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And we will talk about that a little bit later. It got the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And I will say, Vegas owns that city. I mean, the Golden Knights. Vegas owns Vegas. But the Golden Knights run that city. And Vegas, for a span of about five years, changed its tagline. Because for decades, we knew what the saying was. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, maybe not STDs, but, you you know, (laughs) popular joke. But, yeah. What happened in Vegas stays in Vegas was the credence, was the model for years for guys and gals, bachelor and bachelorette parties, renewal vows of people having 25 wedding wedding episodes, quickie weddings in Vegas with Elvis impersonators. You know the stories. You know them. You've heard them. You've seen them in blogs and videos and journals and all sorts of stuff. That's what Vegas was. Underground gambling, sportsbook, bookies, mobsters, gangsters, guys getting getting beat up for trying to, to cheat at blackjack. Allegedly. And wacky stories in Vegas that you told to only a few friends. That's what Vegas was for the longest time. And then suddenly, for some odd reason, Vegas wanted to change its tune. It wanted to become more of a... Um, a family-friendly destination, sort of, kind of. So, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, because that sounded too naughty. Changed to, I think it was, Vegas for everybody. Or, or like, it tried going for more of a friendly family motif. It was like, hey, bring the kids! Bring the infants! Bring the teens! You know, we're not just all about gambling, drugs, and... Hookers and showgirls. No. No, we got family-friendly stuff out here. Come on, bring the family. It'll be fun. Mommy, what's that guy doing on the corner? Why does he have a cardboard sign that says gambling? Come on, let's not talk to the crazy person. And yes, there are family elements out in Vegas. And then about a couple years ago, once the Golden Knights came into town, Vegas realized, oh, the family-friendly atmosphere it it was sort of driving away the old timers the gamblers and then suddenly sports books popped up betting was legalized in all sports betting was starting to be legalized in all states terms like bookies your man um the sharks the sharps betting the public betting the over under the public Um, betting YouTubers, betting bloggers, betting podcasters, fan podcasts started popping up. And then things that weren't necessarily underground anymore weren't underground. Things were commonplace anymore. Talking about gambling out in the open. Sports books were not just getaway guy dirty destinations anymore. You could bet all of it online, smartphones with apps that give you that Vegas experience right at your phone without having to go to Vegas. Oh no. Oh no. So Vegas evolved. Vegas got better. And that brought in the Vegas Golden Knights, the first professional sports team out in Vegas, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I'll tell you this, boys and girls, the city has absorbed the Vegas Golden Knights into their own and have made it their identity. I've told everyone when I've gone to cities, I try to get the lay of the land. What team rules the roost? What team owns that city? And I will tell you this, everyone. The Vegas Golden Knights run the sports in that city. 
You can say Raiders all you want. You can say the Raiders till the cows come home at the Roomba Dome. But the Golden Knights, like the Dropkick Murphys once said, when you can feel it in the air when the team's in town, <laughs> you can feel it in the air when the Vegas Golden Knights are in town. Not just because all the pit bosses and blackjack dealers wear hockey jerseys. <laughs> of course not. So then, about a couple, two or three years ago, the Oakland Raiders moved out of the of Oakland and are now in Allegiant Stadium, the Mahusiv Indoor Stadium, because, well, it gets hot in Vegas during August and September, and have moved in there. And while I was there for a Sunday, NFL Sundays in Vegas are a thing, I, 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 it's not their team. The Raiders are not rooted in Vegas. Sure, again, NFL Sunday, you'll see it out in Vegas, but you don't feel it in the air when the Raiders are in town. So yeah, the Golden Knights ruled that roost, and it was time for me to go out there and enjoy Vegas. So, flew out last Saturday. Flew out of Harrisburg, got a connecting in Philadelphia, lol. And I could tell I was in a Philadelphia airport because, you know, we're, we're going, we're, we're trying to get our connecting flight. We've got about an hour layover, which if you have about an hour layover, that just basically means you have a short amount of time to get from your, your one spot to the other for your connecting flight. You know, I don't envy people who only have like a half an hour or 45 minutes. That's pushing it. But... We took a flight from Harrisburg to Philly, which was only about 25 minutes of airtime, which was really weird. You know, we flew out like around 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we were in the air, and me and my wife, we kind of had that excitement of, of getting out there. Like, we're going to Philly, we're getting our connecting, we're talking for about 20 minutes, and I'm like, dear, are we in Philadelphia? And suddenly we hear, this is your captain streaking. We are uh, approaching uh, Philadelphia Airport. Temperature outside is about 44 degrees. And uh, please prepare for uh, for uh, for landing. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. Fine. That was the first part of our trip, but landing in Philly. And I knew that we were in the Philadelphia Airport because we're going through the lovely tram system that they have that takes you from one terminal to another. We get into the next terminal. We're going up the escalator to another one, and we hear a guy, we see a guy running down the escalator, and I mean running. You hear the security officer go, hey, no running down the escalator. Guy running response, fuck you, I'm late. I'm in Philadelphia. (laughs) Yep, Philadelphia. But no matter, no matter. We get to Philly, we're going to fly out to Vegas, this is going to be great. This is going to be great. Had some trouble getting on the Wi-Fi out there, but... Hmm. And you realize you're four hours in the sky. Four hours. And when you're flying at night, especially at this time of year, where, of course, the nights are longer and the days are shorter, you know, I'll admit when you're flying, I'm one of those people who do likes a, a, a window seat so I can look out and see where you are. Except I realized when I was flying, I had no sense where I was. Because you're up in the sky, you know, you're you know, you're on airplane mode. It's not like you're when you do connect on the plane Wi-Fi out there, which God bless those routers for putting up with all the stuff you have to. Um, but you know there were a couple times we had to dip back down and then dip back up, I guess with some planes and some turbulence and all that, but well, we had some turbulence, but you get that when you're flying over the mountains. But there were some times where the the weather GPS I had would kick back on because you'd fly low enough just to catch that. And it'd be like Illinois, Colorado, uh, Utah. And, you know, it, it helped that at least like uh, American Airlines had kind of like a fly meter like where you were. But I guess it's that anticipation that you're getting back, that that you're getting to Vegas. And we're about 45 minutes out when when I hear this, ding, attention, all passengers, 
uh-oh. Okay, we're approaching Vegas. We're going to be fine. And I hear, yeah, we have run out of potted water, so please refrain from using the laboratories because they did not re- refill our water before we left. Uh, please use hand sanitizer when cleaning your hands. And please do not refrain from any more bathroom use or we will have to diverge and refill. Thank you. Uh-oh. Oh, God. No. No. And then, because when somebody says that, three more people get up to go to use the bathroom. I wanted to look at it and go, guys, they just said don't use the bathroom. What? Why are you getting up? It's like the teacher saying don't drink out of the water fountain, but three more people get up and use it. I don't, we're, we're like the southern part of Utah, and we're going to dip into a little bit into Arizona to make that descent toward toward Vegas. I don't want to have to divert into Phoenix or U- Phoenix or Tucson just because all of you had to use the bathroom. Run limited time. Hold it till you get to Vegas. We're only half an hour out. Or here's a Gatorade bottle. I've learned from trucking. Here's a Gatorade bottle. Go into the bathroom and use that. I've seen worse out in the trucking yard. Don't 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 judge me. I've seen worse out in the yard. But then begins the descent. And for all of you who've flown into Vegas, or if you're listening out in California and you you've made that drive on 15 from Las Vegas, from Vegas to LA or, or LA to Vegas, you know that there's nothing, 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 nothing. BAM! There's a massive city in the middle of the effing desert and i'm looking for vegas i'm looking for it waiting for the for the ears to pop but i'm waiting for this like where is vegas where is it and we make that turn and we come over the mountains and there's lights light aziz lights and i see it i see vegas there it is there's this fabled city i've heard so much about there it is land this thing uh, please prepare for landing. Yes, land. Yes. Yes, get me off this thing. I want to go to Vegas. And we're flying in toward uh, McCarran Airport, or where it used to be called the Wayne Newton Airport. You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But whatever. And we fly in. We fly into Vegas. And we finally get in. We descent. We get in. And I'm expecting, you know, a fabled song to be played. I expect Elvis to be played on the airplane. But nope. Melodic music just continues to play. I'm like, this is a really messed opportunity. Why aren't you playing Viva Las Vegas by Elvis? Why aren't you doing this? Why not? So we get off and I get in. We we walk out of the airport. Now, let me just say this. Let me get this out of the way. Yes, a lot of people wore masks. I'd say it was about 35% people wore masks at the airport. And you know what? That's fine. That is their decision. As people said on the flight, please respect people's decision to wear masks. Yes do that that that's the right call so as i walk out of the terminal or walk out of the gate into the terminal there are slot machines right there i have a starbucks i have slot machines and a bar i'm in las vegas baby if that's not the first surefire sign that you're in las vegas when you see a bar a starbucks and slot machines yes course the first slot machines what do i see game of thrones slot machines because of course because of course you know you go down you get your baggage claim for all of you who've flown you know that well that's why i carry on everything yeah well you spend a week out in vegas you can't carry on everything 
You can't do roller luggage for everything. But who knows? Maybe an ex Vegas expert will tell me how to do that someday. But I also learned something else in Vegas. I Ubered or we Ubered everywhere we wanted to go. Well, about 40 to 50% where we wanted to go. But Uber right out of the airport was not as bad as I thought it would be. Because we had somebody pick us up and literally within five minutes from where the Uber pickup spot was, which is one thing we had to learn while we were out there, where the Uber rideshare program is. And good thing for hotels and airports who have learned to absorb Ubers and lifts and taxis and rideshare programs into their infrastructure to have a spot that is easy to get to for everybody to pick up. Now, I will say this. For Vegas, leaving the airport, we got there at around 10.30 their time in Vegas. Now, Vegas truly is a city that never sleeps. And the airport, you got to get there at the right time because you don't want, from what I've heard and from what I could probably see at the airport, you don't want to fly in Vegas on Friday nights and you don't want to leave Sunday afternoons or Sunday nights because trying to get an Uber to pick you up and get out of the airport on Friday nights or leaving on Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons is like green flag, is like yellow flag pit stops at Daytona with eight laps to go. Everybody's hitting pit row at once. Good luck. For us, it was like green flag pit stops at Michigan International Speedway halfway through the race. Three cars get go in, you go in, you got tires, you gas, and away you go. No no caution, you just do what you got to do, and away you go. Mm. But, good Uber driver. We had some pretty good Uber drivers out there. Not a single bad star among them. But the driver takes us in, and we see the Stardust sign. Welcome to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. There. It was. And we go into the city. We hit the south side of the strip, staying at the New York, New York. Now, some of you were like, well, why didn't you stay at some of the old ones? Well, because me and my wife, we wanted to splurge. This is our honeymoon. We are going to do the, we are going to splurge in the excess, which was the whole point of this trip. A beautiful, nicely done spa suite of a room waited for us and we wanted New York New York because right next door was the T-Mobile arena could there have been better casinos we went casinos or and or hotels we could have stayed at possibly but we just wanted we wanted an experience but we get to New York New York it's a themed hotel half of the hotels in Vegas is are and we get in and now this when we, we pulled into the the New York, New York, I realized something as soon as I stepped into the casino. Now, thankfully for me, I had the resorts app, which is I was already checked in, didn't have to go to the desk, didn't have to do anything, but I still went just because it's me. I still went, got my, you know, here here's your room key. Oh, you already have a digital room key. Oh, so I do. Do you want a physical one? Yes. Just in case, took the elevators up. And I turn around and I look inside a little bit more and there's the casino full of life, humming, loud. I take a deep breath. (sighs) Oh, God, it's full of cigarette smoke. So much for resort being non-smoking. But what I realized, what, what me and the wifey, we walked into an absolute mess of a dumpster fire. You know what? I'm going to swear. I'm going to say it. We walked into an absolute shitstorm Saturday night. And I say that because you had three things going on that night. You had a Post Malone concert. If you know, you know. You had the Vegas Golden Knights playing, just getting done against St. Louis Blues. And thirdly, Saturday night casino traffic. You had all three of those stacked on top of each other. And it was a mess. Every table was full. Waitresses with drinks and males with drinks walking around. Dealers. Dealers. Everywhere. Everywhere. Bars full. Drinks flowing. Restaurants packed. 
You want to get something to eat? Good luck. Good luck. Just do Uber Eats. It might actually be quicker. But we go up to our room. We get settled in. And we go back down. And that's when we realized, you know, what we walked ourselves into. We couldn't get anything because it's 1030 at night. And Vegas is full systems go cranked up to nine. So we just go to a Nathan's hot dog stand. And I get a burger. Diet's going to be damned this week. You know, I'm going to indulge. And I made sure I did. And we just sit there and we ate. It's 11.30 Vegas time. Eating late. But didn't care. I did not care. I was in Vegas. And we get to the room. And we go get back up to the room. We go up and I throw open the curtains and I look out. And I see the southwest side of the strip. The T-Mobile arena below me. And a roller coaster. Wait, this hotel is a roller coaster? Okay. And I see the city sprawled out before me. And one of the windows, as we look out on the 28th floor, we see the MGM Grand lit up in green straight across from us. And a sign that says, David Copperfield, live the impossible. See you Wednesday. And more of the strip lit up. Another window, we see more part... So the strip leading up to more of the north side, which is where the older hotels are. And I'm like, this is a new city. This is Vegas. And everything I've heard about this city, I realized in that moment, is going to be 100% true. And I see the, the mountains lining the city. And I went, I'm going to conquer this city. I was reminded of a line from David Kay, who voiced Megatron in Transformers Beast Wars. Megatrons do not yield. We conquer. And I looked across this and I went, I will not yield to this city. I will conquer it. I am not a visitor. I am an explorer. And I'm going to find out as much of the city as I can. And as we awoke the next morning on that Sunday, and I threw open the curtains once again, and I saw the mountains again, this time lit up with sun. The tan mountains, some of them snow-capped, because it is just that cold enough. And I was in awe of it. We go down that Sunday, and you can tell the city was at its sort of lower point. Vegas in the mornings is like late night for us here on the East Coast. Not much doesn't run. Because in the mornings, well, either everybody's sleeping or everybody's nursing hangover. hangover. Mm. But as we venture out on a Sunday, we just, we walk around. I walk around a bit. And Sunday and Monday we do this. We just, we just, we walk around. And I see more of this city and I take, and I'm taking in more of it. We walk across to the Excalibur, which is a... Full-blown medieval-themed resort. And more family-focused, I could tell, because you had a lot more family staying there. And that's something I sort of noticed about Vegas. Because notice what I said earlier in this episode. For three to five years, Vegas tried to play themselves off as a family-friendly destination. And I will tell people this. Yes, Vegas could be a family destination, but only part of Vegas is. Not all of it is. This place is, is, there are places that are, that are geared toward gamblers and whales and degenerates and now hockey fans. So Sunday, we worked our way over toward T-Mobile Arena and we visited the Armory, which didn't have as much as you'd think. Did not as much as you'd think, you know, for a place that's like, come visit the Armory and get your Golden Knights gear. And I walk in and yeah, you have... You have hats, you have some replicas, you have a lot of NHL-branded stuff, but I'm like, okay, where's where's the knit hats? Where's the weird shirts? Where's pants that say Vegas down the side of it? Where's that? No, the Armory doesn't have that. But, okay, we'll be back. We'll be back for that. And as me and my wife, we walked around Vegas more. We were there on an NFL Sunday, which we noticed that, oh, all the dealers are allowed to wear NFL jerseys on Sundays. Yay. Good for them. Good for them. But NFL Sundays on Vegas have a vibe to them. Have a really cool vibe as sport as the sportsbook areas. 
course sponsored by MGM Grand, of course they are, are loaded with people sitting there gambling away their money. Now, did I hit any of the sports books? Nah. No, I didn't. Not really my thing, and the rules inside the sports books are really strict. And I'm sure if I had somebody who knew Vegas more, they'd help me out with it. But it's like you can't have your phone out while you're there. Um, you know, of course, there's drinks there. There's, you know, but, you know, you're only there to gamble and watch. And for me, that wasn't really fun. I mean, as an ADHD kid, these screens are kind of a kid's dream and nightmare because you had a massive wall with a lot of screens on them. And some sound is piped in, but only on one channel. But you have like 8 to 12 screens going of different games, but audio of only one. And you have to look to see which, what the audio is lined up with. And with an auditory learner that I am, it was a bit much. It really was. Maybe I'll hit the sports books someday. Maybe. But Sunday, Monday, we explored a little bit more. We got to see the, uh, the Luxor and Mandalay Bay on those days. And, um, and we didn't go into the, to the Luxor, at least a lot of it. We went over to Mandalay Bay because we went to the, uh, Michael Jackson one experience, which was a nice tribute show. And it was combined with Circus Olay, a lot of acrobatics and a lot of, you know, flippity-doos and booga-booga-booga. My God, did they use um, screens and lasers and stuff and loud music. My God, was it loud. But there was something I was reminded there. Like they said, no cell phones out during the performance whatsoever. None. And, like, it reminded me of when I went to, like, a couple of shows at some anime conventions where they have that rule. And because it was dark... During the entire performance, if a phone screen lit up at all, they had a light on you and they saw you. And if you, you know, for anything, even to check the time, you were done. They take you out. And I can understand that. But the Michael Jackson show, it was good. It was good for someone who grew up on Michael Jackson's music. You know, it was, it was, it was a story of his of his vision and his beliefs, um, you know, regardless of what you might feel about what, you know, he did in his private life, the music selection with Michael Jackson was, was really good. It was, it was a fun show. It was. And that's when you, that's what you do out in Vegas. You go to shows, but Tuesday night, and I know I'm about 30 minutes into this, into this podcast. and And I haven't talked about the Vegas golden Knights yet, but I'm gonna Tuesday night, which is where we went to the fortress. Knights versus Sharks. Bitter rivals. Okay, the San Jose Sharks are their rivals. Okay, I thought it'd be the LA Kings. But we go down to the park, which is their big sprawling area, which is where you have food and liquor carts set up. You have a really big stage. You have a restaurant row, which had some really good stuff in it. And as we walk up, people are lined up to get in and music's playing and we see some you know some showgirls there it's 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 about a brisk 48 degrees 48 50 degrees it was not warm out in vegas it was not warm but it's november what do you expect and we go to the stage and we see the host hey this is your host for the night blah 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 his name and we have a very special guest with us his name is jameson james welcome James, welcome. We need you to be a very important person here tonight. I'm like, okay, what's this kid doing? We need to do something very special. We're about to open up. We need you to say these words. Can you do that for me? Okay. We need you to say... Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Say, sound the horn and open the fortress. And we hear, we hear, sound the horn, open the fortress. And then I'm sitting there, okay. And I hear the, oh, the Vegas goal horn. Okay, they play the goal horn outside, cool. And then you hear the, ah, the techno golden knights theme but for someone who's who listened to a lot of dance and trance of the early 2000s if you're expecting some loud thumping music to like hurt your ears with bass no this isn't it it's i don't want to say it's easy listening but it's good it gets you going and me am i wearing a vegas golden knights jersey no what i'm wearing is my Hershey Bears Hockey Fights Cancer Lavender jersey because I wanted to rep the boys while I'm out there. And we go and we get scanned. We go up two levels to the 200 level to the upper upper parts of the fortress. And this seating for T-Mobile is people stacked on top of each pe- on top of each other. It's not spread out wide, it is on top of each other. So sound travels in this place the upper 200 levels is a big u-shaped um um concourse it doesn't wrap the whole way around because on the far 200 side where the opponents um attack twice is the club level and the castle and the drum section and the hurricane horn wait the hurricane siren why do they have that why does vegas need that anyway don't don't think about this. Don't think about this. It'll it'll hurt your brain. And of course, there are bars and alcohol everywhere. And we get to our seats in uh, two twenty two twenty four two fourteen. Anyway, we're about all the way up center ice, and we're at the top row too. Seats one and two, perfect. My wife barely has to go anywhere. We have to barely go anywhere, and we're all the way up. And we see the screen right there in front of us, right there at center ice. And I go around to one of the bars, and they have a a mix called the Golden Knight. Hmm. I believe it's dinner time. Why, yes. Yes. I will have some alcohol. One Golden Knight, please. And I start to drink up. Did I have alcohol on this trip? You betcha I did. I did. But hey, vacation. Who hasn't? And it's about 18 minutes left. All right, going to be time for warm-ups. I want to see this. And I hear it. I hear it. Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm your your uh, announcer, blah, blah, blah. Are you ready, Vegas? Tonight, the Las Vegas Golden Knights welcome the San Jose Sharks to take on your Las Vegas Golden Knights. Warm-ups tonight are brought to you by blah, 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 blah. Are you ready, Vegas? It's night time! And out come the boys, led by Logan Thompson, former Hershey Bear. Yes, world! Go on! And out come the boys in their gold jerseys. Okay. And out come the Sharks in their new jerseys as well. With the white and the teal. Very nice. Very nice, very nice. Not evil, but very nice. And skates out, and you hear the Vegas music. The da 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 And this is it. This is what I've seen on television. This is what I've heard about. And people are everywhere. Gold jerseys, gray jerseys, red retro reverses. Okay. I'm seeing a lot of these. The brand new retro reverses this year that are black and 
Vegas and Diagonal Word Mark, that's inspired by Vegas signage. Okay, I can get behind that. And the numbers on the back are inspired by the Stardust Welcome to Vegas sign. Okay, that's really local-centric, but okay, let's go with that. But skate arounds happen. There's Phil Kessel, number eight. Okay, hey, there's Stanley Cup gold-winning goal-scoring guy, Alec Martinez. He's out there. Cool. Former Archie Bear Chandler Stevenson out there. Go on, son. Go on. And wow, it was really great. And, you know, they do the warm-ups and everything. It's a sta- it's standard NHL, booga, booga, booga. People skate around. You know, numbers are shown up there as lineups go about it. It's fine. It's fine. I have no problem with it. It's fine. And then we, we get to see it. As warm-ups get done, a few other things still happen, commercials and all that. And then come the performance. Then comes the performances. As the Golden Knight skates out. Yes, it's a real person. And you have laser light, you have laser lights, you have a a heated, you know, illustrations out on the ice. Boy, Vegas really takes care of that. And it's a half shark, half human. You know, he tries to to spray you know, shoot some sort of stuff at, he tries to shoot some sort of beam and Vegas deflects it and shoots it right back at him. And on the ice, it's tried to look like a Coliseum type atmosphere. Nah, the Kraken one was a lot better. Maybe I'll see that one someday. But the shark is vanquished. Yay. Huzzah. Woo. Yay. And so, outskates everyone, and we get to the we get to the anthem, and that was pretty cool, you know. And we get through all that, and we start singing through, th- and we get to the one part of the anthem. Gave proof through the night. Whoa, 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 whoa! What the hell was that? The hell? I just had twenty people yell night in unison. It's a hell of a lot better in D.C. when you hear red or when you go to uh, Orioles games down in Baltimore. You hear the, oh, you know, I wish some arenas would do that a lot more often. But anyway, but and and I'm watching this and I'm like, now I want to hear a Canadian national anthem in this building. Now I want to hold it here. But the man with the golden pipes did a really good job with the national anthem. Good for him. And we get underway, and it was a decent game. It really was. I'm not going to go into my full recap shtick because I've talked a lot in this in this podcast already. But um, but I got to see the first goal scored in Vegas, including a really nice snipe by Jack Eichel on a two-on-one. Ooh, it was filthy. Two-on-one, you thought he was going to pass it. Just roofs it right by the head of the goaltender and scores. And you hear the earn, earn, earn. And the whole place just goes nuts. Oh my gosh, these fans just go absolutely ballistic when a guy scores. And Jack Eichel, he is good at the hockey. He is really good at the hockey. Although one thing I was disappointed with with it was that in the first two or three years that Vegas started out, you know, their goal announcement graphic used to be a casino slide. And, you know, of course, casinos giving out gold and stuff. I guess gold palace and stuff like that. was, And that's really cool. And you still hear the... Like, you know, the rolling of a of a slot machine. But it, but what they did out there was that um, for this year, you had the traditional players skate up, look into the camera, holding their stick, looking down the lens. But you still have the old, like, new graphics they put up. But you're still using the old casino slot machine sound effects. It doesn't look right. It doesn't match. And I'm like, what? what is this? What is this, Vegas? What are you doing? But but I'm not going to get upset by it. And But um, he goes to the goal announcement. 
scored by blah, blah, blah. But I think the way he announced it was, you know, Vegas goal scored by blah, blah, blah. I, I, I thought I'd always hear on television, I'd hear, Las Vegas Golden Knights goal. You know, with the, the way the guy shouts into the microphone whenever he yells his goal announcement. You know, I, I just I expected a little bit more. Or maybe that was getting spoiled the first year or two when Vegas first came into the league. But at the end of it, they go, scored by time of the goal, blah, blah, blah. And you hear the ka-ching and goal lights goal, and coins come out. It's not always timed up perfectly. Unfortunately, the Sharks got the last laugh. A late power play goal with two minutes and change to go. Sharks go up 3-2. And there are some Sharks fans hooping it up. Sharks get an empty netter. And I hear from behind me, Woo, yeah, fuck yeah! Sharks, baby! Fuck you, Knights! In the most respectable way possible. And I turn around and I look at him. And it's gotta, and it's gotta be 20-somethings. Young 20-somethings. This girl and this guy with them. Girls dancing. They're probably, you know, doing it for the TikTok. Doing it for the gram. Another empty netter gets put in. And he's going nuts and twerking. Fuck you, Knights! Fuck you in the most respectable way possible! And I wanted to look behind him and go, bro, really? Really? Dude, dude, take your win and go. There's an etiquette you have on the road, even with your rival. You can hoop it up when you win, but don't don't yell fuck off. Don't do that. I've been to Phantoms and Pens games. I've never sworn out loud. I've said screw you, but... Never to that extent. Well, let them have fun, man. Let them have fun. They're kids, man. Just loosen up and let them have a good time. When you're saying fuck you at at an, at arrivals, yeah, sure. Say fuck you, Flyers in Philly, while wearing a Pens jersey, and see what happens. Yeah, and then say, oh, they're just having kit. They're 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 just kids and having fun. Yeah, they'll have fun with bloody noses on the way out. But Sharks win 5-2. Real score, 3-2. But I didn't care. I had fun. It was a fun time out there. I just... Sharks are their rivals because of um, uh, their playoff series a few years ago. But Kings, Knights, seems more appropriate, especially with the I-15 rivalry. But that's just me. Got a warm-up puck because it's our first night out there. But um, I go back on, on Thursday. Knights versus Coyotes. And with the Coyotes, there are a few former Bears coming in. Liam O'Brien, Travis Boyd. And this time we're sitting in 201. Row B, right on top of the goaltender. And um, I also realized, and my wife realized this, that the 200-level seats are steep. They're not a gradual decline with a uh, with a railing all the way down. No, no. This is steep descent with intermittent railings. And um ugh. that that was a thing because even for somebody like me who is in decent enough shape and I I worked out while I was on there. I walked a lot. Some I I walked between about three to five miles a day in Vegas, and we'll get to that here in a little bit. But even these were steep stairs, even for me. So in row B, we were right on top of the action, figuratively and literally. And it was it was hard for my wife to get up and down. You know, with her knees, it's, it's hard. I felt bad for her. I did, because she wanted to enjoy this. But the one good thing... I had both Tuesday and Thursday. So many people loved the Hershey Bears jersey that I was wearing. It was Hockey Fights Cancer. And when you're in a sea of gray and gold and red and black, you wear lavender. You wear purple and it stands out. I wore purple. Because I wanted to rep the boys while I was out there. Sure, I could wear my chocolate jersey out there. But how's that going to stand out? It'll blend. 
I, yeah, I wanted to be noticed because of where I was. And so many people came up to me. I got to high five people, got pictures with them, talked to them about this very podcast. I got to meet a flag waver that was outside of Vegas, outside of, not outside of Vegas, outside of T-Mobile Arena. They kicked him out because they didn't like him waving flags at games. But he stands outside and keeps at it. And I don't know if he ever listens to this. He probably never will. I can admire the passion that that man has for what he does. I can appreciate that. And I know it. And I hope he keeps at it. But so many people were so complimentary of what I what I wore. And just liked what where I told them, where I was from. Told them about this show. And it was so great to be able to do that. And as I went down for warm-ups, I went down there. You know, there's a certain section where you can stand, which is fine. May I be a visitor and not an intruder. And I see Liam skating around out there. He's grown a beard. Wow. And he's grown hair, too. He's got flow going. Wow. Good for you. There's Travis Boyd skating around. And I'm trying to get Liam's attention. And he's just looking toward toward the, the people as he skates by. So as he looks by, I lift up the Bears logo a bit more. And I'm pounding it. Pounding the glass. And I see some... I see Liam look. And we make eye contact for a brief moment. He skates by. And he nods. And he gives that little heads up. Smiling. He knows... He knows. He saw it. He remembers that jersey. He remembers the Bears. Skates by again. Smiles and nods. He gets it. He knew. Liam knows. He remembers where he's from. He hasn't forgotten. Liam. Liam. And as we're skating by for warm-ups, I get pictures for the website. For the fan club page. And they loved it. And Liam skates over near the end. Tosses one puck over. To to a fan. Another fan. Another Bears fan. Lifts one up. Sees me. Tosses it over. And I'm able to collect it. All the kids also have pucks too. And I look. And it's cold. It's cold and it's wet. Still frozen near the center. And they all skate off. And they all skate off as warm-ups end. And I have the puck, and I walk up with it. And I'm holding it still, gripping it to my hands, cold. A puck of ice in my hand that Liam gave me because he knew. He knew that I made the trek out from Hershey to not just see Vegas hockey, but to see him too. In some way. And I tell my friends about this. And I message them. And I get a puck case for it. A collector's item. And hold on a second. Hold on. And I... I go up to my wife and I say... I should get a puck case for this. She goes, yes, you should. And... I just... I keep gripping this puck in my hand. Holding it because of what it means. This is the interactions that create hockey fans, everyone. This is what makes fans. And as a a friend of mine, my friend Jesse told me, those kind of moments as a hockey fan are for those who go out and seek it. And that's exactly what I did. I wanted Liam to see that someone who watched him develop all these years, went out to see him. And it was like, yep, seeing a a kid grown up. He remembered. And I'm holding that puck in my hand right now, if you're watching on on the live stream. An official warm-up puck from November 17th, 2022. You can hear it going back into the case. And the case, sealed up. Vegas Golden Knights collector's item. 
It was also the same game that Phil Kessel had his 1,000th consecutive game, a mark that we may not ever see again. Commemorative towels for everyone. Vegas ended up winning the game. It was uh, 4-1, 4-1 the final. And it was a fun party atmosphere. It was. And I didn't care who won. I didn't care. And as we got back to the arena, and we got back to the to the resort, we were walking by one bar as we're kind of catching some late night ice cream. And I see a guy there. He's wearing a Hartford Wolfpack jersey. And I go over and I start talking to him. A man by the name of Keith, who gives me his card. He's a Hartford fan. He's American Hockey League game-worn collector. <laughs> Saw the Bears jersey. He's like, brother, look at, you don't see a lot of these out here. What are you doing out here? And we spend 15 minutes talking. Oh my goodness. Who'd have thought? Who knew? Out there in Vegas. An American Hockey League fan. <laughs> oh my God, I love this city. And we explored so many other places. We, we found an anime store out there. Because of course we did. We explored the north side of the strip where the older casinos are. Treasure Island. The Bellagio. Um, Hard Rock Cafe. Planet Hollywood. We didn't get to Trump Plaza. Or Caesars. Because when you walk up and down the strip. And for all of you who have. There's a lot more. The strip's a lot longer. And there's a lot more to walk than, than what you think. There really is. Thank God for sky bridges. But Italy down by the park MGM was there. We saw the New Orleans Hotel. And this city. Such an energy and atmosphere to it. And it made me realize that everything I'd heard about this city was absolutely true. Was the resort I was staying at a little gimmicky being the New York, New York? Yeah, it was. Did it have the best uh, casinos? Eh, they were pretty good. Like, what was my favorite casino to go into? Mm, don't really know as of yet. The only one I didn't like was the, was the uh, Excalibur. Because you had a lot of machines and a low ceiling. Um, my problem with that is that there's not a lot of air circulation. So if you get a lot of smokers in there, which which tends to happen, which tends to happen, um, cigarette smoke doesn't get filtered out as quickly, and it's a bit of a turnoff. Me and my wife battled some coughing spells over the whole week, allergies and dry desert air. That's what tends to tends to happen while you're out there. But I loved walking around. There's a Hershey's Chocolate World out there that somehow has better stuff out there than back here at home for some odd reason. Another show I got to see was David Copperfield out there. The magician of my youth. And he's old. Durr. I mean, still performing. Bless him. Doesn't look anywhere near like the the pictures you see him and what I remember watching him as a kid in, in 1992. And here I am 30 years later still, still doing shows. Fun nonetheless, though. You know, we walked around the strip, found another anime store, which was a little disappointing. Um, so, as Saturday, as Friday night into Saturday happened, the end of trip depression started setting in. Because I didn't want to go. When we hit the 48-hour mark after the Vegas game ended, Friday we just winged it. We just, we went wherever. I was reminded of a line from David Tennant as the 10th Doctor. And when his run was done as the Doctor, in his final episode, he he sees a lot of former companions or, or descendants of his companions. The entire episode was a love letter to Doctor Who fans of nearly 50 years. And his last words before he regenerates... And when a doctor regenerates, it's the passing of the torch. One actor leaves and one act, and the next one comes in. There was a transition into Matt Smith, but anyway. David's last words were, I don't want to go. 
and bam, the regeneration happens. That's what I felt. And the words just kept playing over and over again. I don't want to go. I don't want to leave this city. I love Vegas. The weather was 60s, low 60s, and sunny all the time. There was sun. I mean, yeah, at night it was a little cold. It was a little brisk and a little windy, but manageable. And all this time, I'm like, I wonder what Vegas is like during Christmas time. Wonder what, can you imagine New Year's in Vegas? What this is like? I wonder what Vegas is like in March. Would we come back here during the summer when it's blazing hot, but also warm at night? I wonder what that's like. And I start getting all these ideas for what this city's like at other times of the year. And I'm like, I love this place because it's busy and people were great. Did I try to get scammed a few times? Yeah, but New York does that too. My wife loves New York City and loves going there and visiting there because she says it has the same atmosphere as Vegas. Well, I love Vegas and its atmosphere. And what Elvis said in the legendary song, it's right. It's a shame there's only 24 hours in a day. Did I do late night gambling at blackjack tables? No. Did I walk around a casino with $300 in my pocket and burn through it? Nah, make it more like 100 but I did that. Sitting at the tables, talking to people during hands of blackjack were fun. There's a lot of you gamblers out there that are listening going, Hell yeah, man. That's where we love it. Sitting... You know, being at the one bar and watching the Bills and Vikings epic um, uh, finish to their game was a fun experience. There are so many little things about this trip that I just love. And there was a thought that kept crossing my mind. What if I lived out here? What would that take? Because I had a few friends in some other circles that asked me, What would it take for you to move out to Vegas if you wanted to live out there in Clark County? And when we went to the anime store and a few other places, we saw outside of the strip, which was fun, seeing more of of Clark County and other places and meeting the locals, talking to Uber drivers who lived there, which which was a good time as well. Some were good, some were meh, but... I love Vegas. I absolutely do. Everybody has that one city they love going to. And for me, well, I'm already wondering, when can I go back? Because the Vegas Golden Knights, well, they're my new NHL girlfriend now. Minnesota, yeah, you were nice, but um, yeah, I'm going to have to break up with you. Capitals, yeah, I know you're the affiliate, but I yeah, it's not you, it's me. Yeah. Um yeah. Vegas? Well, I'm going to quote a line from the uh from the from the critic. I love Vegas and Vegas loves me, but be gentle. I've been burned by other cities of the past. Toledo, Oyster Bay, oh, both Kansas cities. But not anymore. Vegas, you is my woman now. And this city, me just absorbing this atmosphere, seeing the mountain views every morning and absorbing the presence and essence of the city is something I I cannot describe. And I'd urge people, just take one trip out to Vegas. When we were out there Saturday, you could see bridesmaids parties out there, brides-to-be parties out there showgirls out there male review parties out there Saturday nights well that's your peak night get out there and earn your keep and well Friday night was but Saturday is when we left and we got to the airport and I think the most difficult and most annoying part of Vegas is when you're flying into it and getting off your flight and flying out and I'm so glad that I'm not one of those people who left on Sunday mornings or Sunday afternoons hung over and waiting for their flight to leave because I can't imagine people going through that. I'm sure that's part of the experience, but nah, that's just not for me. And with a tear in my eye as I left Vegas, 
watching planes, trains, and automobiles as we fly over to the East Coast. Landing at Charlotte in the complete... Ugh. Yeah, Charlotte Airport. Thanks for reminding me I'm back on the East Coast. Thanks. Southern accents and disruptive kids. Flight back to Harrisburg and I land in a cold, empty airport. And that's when I realized I'm back home and it's 28 degrees and windy and cold and gray. And I'm already thinking, when am I going back to Vegas? When am I going back to the warmth? When can I go back to the gold? When can I see the night and the flag bearers? The horns, the resorts, the casinos, the panhandlers, the tumblers, the people. When can I go back? And I will go back. Vegas costs money, unfortunately. It does. Vegas isn't cheap. But I will be back, Vegas. Rest assured. I will be back. I got plenty of souvenirs to prove it. Now the Vegas Golden Knights jersey on the way. Gold, of course. Vegas Golden Knights, you are now my new NHL girlfriend. Are we going to get married someday? Eh, we'll see. We'll see. You have a very high bar to get over in Pittsburgh, but you're working hard toward it. And for that, everyone, that was me out in Vegas. Tales from the road. A week in Vegas and I made it back with pants and all my credit cards still there with me and not much hungover. Depressed, but not hungover. So I will urge anyone who's out there listening to this, go out and experience it yourself. It might cost money. There are cheap options. Do your research. Grab a crew and go. You won't be disappointed. Viva a la carte. Viva Las Vegas, everyone. And I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.